Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I think one of the most difficult things to do is to tell somebody you love them. <laughs> I don't know. We seem to have a, have a sort of bravado that, that thinks it's a weakness to love somebody. Hallelujah. But love is empowering. Hallelujah. You can be empowered this morning by the love of God in this place. Hallelujah. You can be changed. Love has a way of changing things. Hallelujah. You do the most stupid things when you start to fall in love, don't you? I know I did. <laughs> from the natural point of view, they look stupid. But from your point of view, through the emotion that, that, that love stirs up in you, you come, become soppy. We become soppy, don't we? I do anyway. I don't know about you. I'm confessing it. <laughs> don't look like you're doing much confession this morning. Are you soppy? <laughs> Ain't God wonderful? <laughs> Hallelujah. Can you feel his presence in here? <laughs> it's really lovely, isn't it? <laughs> One of our friends used to say it's turned out nice again. <laughs> oh, Father. <laughs> When the sun comes out, the S-O-N comes out, it's wonderful, isn't it? Anyway, we're in John 3 this morning. It's a very a well-known chapter. But do we, how well do we really know Jesus this morning? We, I believe we can learn a bit more about Jesus and his love for us this morning. Hallelujah. See, we have a saying in our fellowship, it's better felt than tell. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not emotion. Emotion can take you wrong. It's not feelings, fleshly feelings. You feel what God is in the spirit. It's a spiritual revelation. Hallelujah. It's something in you that stirs things that nothing else can touch. Hallelujah. It's his presence. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for your presence. Give me words of life, Lord, that signs and wonders will follow the preaching of your word this morning. I ask it in your name. We thank you, Lord, there's a supernatural element to everything we say and do if we come but see it, Lord. We thank you for the power that's in your word and the gospel this morning, Lord, to change lives. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, it all starts in 2.25 of the previous chapters. It says in there, I'll do 24 as well, but Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men and needed not that any should testify of men for he knew what was in man. Hallelujah. God doesn't need your recommendation. Hallelujah. We can re recommend people to Jesus, but we can't recommend. In our fleshly way, God's power and presence 
It has to be done spiritually. And this is how Jesus did it here to this man. There was a, name of the Phara- uh, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, were in verse 1 of 3. A ruler of the Jews, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher and come from God, for no man can do these things. Miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus said, straight to the point, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You see, if we are not born again, born of the Spirit of God, we cannot see, we can't see the kingdom of God, the wonderful kingdom of God, which is the the wonderful way of God's doing things in our life. Hallelujah. See, this man, religious leader, as we're going to read here, couldn't see the things of the Spirit. He couldn't see. Hallelujah. He only saw the outward show of their religion, the Jewish religion. He knew all about God, but he didn't know God. And this is what Jesus is setting out to, to, to lay before this man. He saw his heart. He saw that he was a, a man who wanted more of God. But he had to explain to him the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter into the second time into his mother's womb and he be born? And these are the very wonderful words that Jesus said to him. Verily, verily, say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. Hallelujah. So when we're born again, we're born of two things. We're born of the water and of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Well, you can see that... um, in Acts 2 and 38. You want to go there with me? We have Peter on the day of Pentecost. He says these words to the people. This is the fulfillment of this, what Jesus was telling this man. Then said Peter unto them, Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So what is, what, what's Peter saying there? Jesus said, born of the water and of the Spirit. You see, what this man Nicodemus needed was to be born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. He had all the facts and all the figures about about God. He had all the Old Testament. He knew all that. 
but he still didn't know the author of the book. And he still didn't know that he could personally have a relationship with God. And this is what Jesus is saying to him. You can be born again. You can come to know God through his spirit. Hallelujah. I like the bit it says water. I've penciled in in the margin, living water. You see, when we're born of the spirit, as we're going to read in a minute, there's no outward sign of that we're any different. Not, you can't sort of look at them and say, well, my face has changed or anything like that. It's something spiritual that's happened within us. Hallelujah. But we also don't just need to be born of the Spirit. We need to have what I like to think is our living waters moved. And if you look at the, uh, about the water, um, for John 4.14... on the same page almost, isn't it? This is John talking to the woman at the well. He says, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but that water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into eternal life. Somewhere else it says, Out of your immunized being will flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. I thank God for the living water. You see, when I was born again, I wasn't conscious of any, any manifestation. Often when you're born again, there's, nothing seems to change immediately. You don't, you don't see any outward sign. But God puts his Holy Spirit within you. Now that Holy Spirit is there, it resides within you. But you have to let that Holy Spirit manifest in you. And that's what the living water is all about. There is something, I, it's a song I love to sing, there's something down in heart telling me to go on. There's something down in here that makes us go on in God. And it's the living waters. I like to bubble. I like to fill the bubble of God's living waters. It's, an, it's, an, it's something that's tangible that manifests itself when you start. You know, um, it, was, it was like uh, Elizabeth. When Mary, the mother of Jesus, was bearing Jesus, he went, she went to, to see Elizabeth, her, her sister, was it, or a, a relation, I forget exactly a relation, Cousin, yeah, something like that. She went to see it, and immediately the baby in Elizabeth leapt and recognised Jesus in Mary. And that's it. There's something within you that you're pregnant, or I don't know whether you are pregnant, pregnant with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and there's something in you that responds to Jesus. Hallelujah. It's, it's amazing. You can't, you can't explain it. It's a, it's a physical thing. You can feel it. And it's not 
like normal feelings, when you feel things, uh, you feel emotional. You don't feel emotional about it. You, you might get emotional about it, but you don't, it's not an emotional thing. It's a spiritual thing. Hallelujah. It's the, it's the knowing that there's something within you. Hallelujah. We've got a song we sing. There's something within me. Got a hold of the reins. There's something within me that I can't explain. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And that's what Jesus was trying to explain to this religious man. See, the religious man can't accept really the realms of the Spirit. Because God does the most strange things. He demonstrates his power in strange ways. <laughs> things happen <laughs> which are not normal. <laughs> when the Holy Spirit starts to move, they're not normal to the natural man, but they all, they all seem quite good sense to the spiritual man, you know. Hallelujah. I've like, when I was anointed to do what I'm doing today, I laid under a grand piano in a, uh, in a meeting way <laughs> underneath this grand piano I rolled and I rolled and I rolled and God anointed me for my ministry in such a strange way Something, I, he took control of me and I felt the power of God upon my life in a most marvellous way and I was I was anointed for this ministry, to talk to you this morning. I was a very shy person. I didn't want to do these sort of things. But now I'm compelled to do these sort of things by the Holy Ghost. I've been changed by the Holy Ghost. The power of God came in me. It's supernatural. We are supernaturally uh, talented by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We can do things that are not normal through the power of the Holy Spirit. They're normal for God. Let's make it clear. They're normal for God. God moves in, it says in here, in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. It's, it's a mystery to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Now there's a word in there we've used a lot over the years in our fellowship. Ye must. You must. You must. You can't get away from doing it. You must be born again. Hallelujah. You cannot enter the kingdom of God if you're not born again. Now, somebody might say, well, God's saying you must. That's hard for me. Well, I'm going to explain it isn't hard. It's, it's easy. It's easy. God, it says, God, Jesus, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. Hallelujah. It's not difficult. It's not rocket science. It's what Jesus was saying to this man. You must be born again. The wind blows where it listeth. Thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst tell whence it cometh. 
but and whither it goeth, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. <laughs> to be born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. You can't say how it happens. You can't say what, what God does. But you can feel the impact of that birth, that new birth. You feel different. People say to me, I've said it time and time again, I feel different. What did you do to me? How did you, what happened? What happened? They feel something. They can't tell where it came from. It's, it, why does God do that? Why does God do that? <laughs> Hallelujah. It's so intangible to the natural man, it's only tangible to the spiritual man. That's why God has to put his Holy Spirit within us. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to... Able to <laughs> we wouldn't be able to respond, would we? Hallelujah. Nicodemus, this is the religious man. This is what goes on. We have this conversation all the while, don't we? Nicodemus is our natural man, answered and said, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and you receive not our witness. If I told you early, earthly things, and believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Hallelujah. The wonderful thing about being born again is you start to know God. That's, that's all I can, that's the only way I can explain it. You start to know God. Immediately you're born again, you start to know him. And you start to know things by the Spirit. There's a knowledge that comes to you which is above the, the earthly realm. It's a spiritual knowledge. You somehow, you say, I know because I know. <laughs> There's nothing else that will quantify what you, you know and how you know. You know because you know. There's a living word that comes within you that prompts you and becomes a tool that God uses. You know, if you're born again, you know. You know, you have, it's like having uh, Google. I don't know how dependent you are on Google. Our house has become very dependent on Google. We ask Google a question. <laughs> but how much more God? He's a greater encyclopedia. Hallelujah. <laughs> He's got AI. <laughs> You've got more AI than the world's got. You know, they think they're going to have artificial intelligence. <laughs> so you see, isn't that the challenge to God again? Artificial intelligence. They think we, we have something in us which is artificial. But when you become a Christian, it's not artificial, it's real. We have real intelligence. Hallelujah. So we have our eye. Real intelligence, not AI. We're not 
It says the Bible talks ever learning. Because how, how do you get AI? You, you learn by adding lots of data into some sort of database. And then you, it becomes a pool of knowledge. But you see, it's not like that with God. He is all encompassing. Hallelujah. He's wonderful. I think often we ask Google when we should ask God. <laughs> That's what came to me the other day when I was, I was sitting before God here. I was tempted to reach for my iPad and, and just Google it. <laughs> he said, what are you doing that for? I'm far more all-encompassing than that Google you, you know, you've become to rely on. Hallelujah. Because that's an earthly man's knowledge. But God's knowledge is far higher. Hallelujah. You could see the creation in all its fullness. Hallelujah. We don't need it to be explained to us by a man. God explains it to us. We see that we are part of his creation. We're so, so part of his creation. Hallelujah. We're so part of his creation. Everything about us indicates the creation of God. Hallelujah. You're unique. Hallelujah. You're unique. You're the only one of you. But you're all part of God's creation. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. I'm losing myself. <laughs> oh, Lord. And then he said, uh, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Well, I think you all know the story about the serpent on the pole. That when they looked, they lived. If they didn't look, they died. Hallelujah. What Jesus is saying, once again, affirming the fact that there is only one way for us to be saved. If we look to him and we see him with our faith and our heart, we are saved. That whosoever believeth in him, this is the, the secret, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. That's, why, that's what happened to us when we began came bald again. I didn't know that, you know. I was just a 17-year-old who was thought he was experimenting with God. <laughs> Felt quite big about it at the time. <laughs> I said, if God, if you really exist, you'll have to show me. And by golly, he has shown me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thought it was an experiment. <laughs> but God had him God took me at my word he said you, I'll show you <laughs> he found me I didn't find him <laughs> hallelujah I inquired after him a bit like this, this guy Nicodemus he was inquiring after God <laughs> I'm sure God got this man because he was involved in the burial of Jesus hallelujah God got him <laughs> because of his openness to what, them, what Jesus had to offer. How open are you this morning to Jesus? He's offering you everything for life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. This is my verse anyway. 
This is one of the verses that got me saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is Jesus saying what his father' purpose was for him. Strange, isn't it? He's saying, my father so loved this world that he gave me so that you could believe and not perish but have everlasting life. And then these wonderful words, you see, they were condemned. And this is what Jesus said to them. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. This scripture, before I was filled with the Spirit, hit me so hard, it became a turning point of my life. Just that one verse. Hallelujah. You see, I lived in a church for three or four years where we were just us poor dust. We might make it if we were good enough at the end. But God put that, that verse into my life and I realised that God loved me as I was. I could add nothing to my salvation. We can't add anything to our salvation. He that believes on him is not condemned. When we believed on him, we were not condemned. He, we are not condemned. We will not be condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. You see, we are condemned. But then we come to Christ and that condemnation is taken off us. Hallelujah. You see, before we're saved, we're relying on our own abilities and powers to reach out to God. But when we are saved, when we believe in our heart, shall we go there? Romans 10.10. 10. It says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In other words, we believe in our hearts and we confess that Jesus has saved us and we are changed from death to life. It's as simple as that. It's not rocket science. We can move from being unsaved, unbelieving, to being believed. Believe in God. 
believing that Jesus died for our sin, we can move from one realm to the other. And it's all free. We don't have to earn it. Jesus earned it for us. Hallelujah. It's believing, not seeing. Hallelujah. See, we'd like to see that we're saved. But the only way we know we're saved is by what we believe. See, that God gave us faith to believe that he is the Son of God. God has the, gave, him, gave us faith to believe that he died for our sin. God gave us faith that he didn't condemn us, that he had brought, dealt with the condemnation that was upon us from the world system because of our failure and our shortcomings. Hallelujah. And then it goes on, and this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. And then there's these wonderful words. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus is the light of the world. And he's our light. He likens, lightens our darkness. Hallelujah. We all have darkness, but Jesus shines his light into our lives. And he reveals himself to us as our saviour and as our Lord. Whether we think it or not, Jesus is your saviour and Lord if you've asked him into your heart. Then if, you, if we would just go down a little bit farther. For he, verse 34, verse, uh, chapter 3, for he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. For the Father loveth the Son, and hath given him all things into his hand. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Hallelujah. So it's all about believing this morning, brother and sister. Are you a believer? Can I have a show of hands? Are you a believer? I'm a believer this morning. Hallelujah. Isn't God wonderful? Isn't he wonderful? He brought me from the backside of the desert, which is what my life was like, right into the fullness of his kingdom. And he's done the same for you, brother and sister. And there's no limit on what you can do and who you can be in God. God has not set any boundaries 
for you and me, brother and sister. He says, Paul said this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's no limits.